0: Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah morning news special. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. have another wonderful episode lined up for you this week. I spoke with P.T. Bridgeport. He is the host of the WRUU 107.5 FM radio show, When the Moon Sings. But I really got him on because he has an exhibition Called East of Savannah, which is on view right now at LaTerra Natural Oils at 1520 Bull Street. He's also recently released a book of writings from his radio show called The Moon and I Confer, so we had a really interesting and engaging conversation about his photography, his writing, his radio show, and sort of a little bit about his background history. It was really interesting. He's a really interesting guy, and I'm going to admit his radio show is probably my favorite radio show in town, so it was a real pleasure to have him on. I wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air, and my correspondence Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for Do Savannah and the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com, in the entertainment section and in the lifestyle section for the Sunday column. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak with Stuart Miller, who's the head of the cultural resources department. So that was a big time conversation there. And I also wrote about the Lunar Codex, which is a program to send artwork into space that is including two Savannah artists. So check those articles out again, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section and in the lifestyle section. But let's get to this week's interview, PT Bridgeport, author of The Moon and I Confer, radio show host of When the Moon Sings, and photographer whose work is currently on view at La Terra Natural Oils, enjoy. Rob Hessler and Gretchen Hilmer's here with Art on the Air Field Notes, and we are very happy to have on the show this week PT Bridgeport. And PT is, and I'm just going to say it right now, and I'm not. PT is the host of the best show on oh. WRUU, and it's and so I good. even say that as somebody who hosts the show on this station, <laughs> um, the, "When the Moon Sings," which is on Saturdays from five to six p.m. And uh, and we're really happy to have him on, but. More than that, we have PT on today to talk about East of Savannah, his exhibition over at Latera Natural Oils, which is at 1520 Bull Street. Uh, first of all, PT, hey, good to have you on the show, man. Glad to have you with us here on our own. Oh, it's Air.
1: great to be here, Rob. Since it's art you cover and since it's photographs I do, uh, I'm kind of honored to be here. Well, I mean, you're an artist as well, and, and in fact,
0: we we've occasionally crossed paths um, with covering similar artists. I know you had Tiffany Taylor on, who's a good friend of our of our show. I listened to that episode right. that you did, and I know you've had some other artists on here and there, and um, and it's always good. But uh, my favorite thing about your radio show, and we'll, we're going to talk some about it as well, are are your are your monologues that you do, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today too, because you have a book, The Moon and I Confer. Of your monologues from from the radio show, so why don't we actually we'll start with the, uh, start a bit of the radio show because that's kind of how I first got to meet you, and then we'll get okay. into the to the show um, itself. So uh, for those who don't know, what is when the moon sings? What's your radio show?
1: Uh, well, uh, first and I suppose most important is I'm on Saturday from five to six. Uh, it's not quite drive time, but maybe people have. <laughs> few extra minutes. I don't know. Um, And what I try to do is uh, provide counterpoint to a lot of other things I hear on the radio. I hear uh, uh, people uh, with causes. I hear people screaming. I hear fairly loud music. And, And I'm trying to provide a counterpoint both in the music and in the stuff I say. Um. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I have definite opinions. I try to uh, uh, explain them as gently as possible, I don't <laughs> explain, but uh, I do try. I,
0: I don't know. You say drive time. It's funny that you mentioned that because Gretchen and I have this really, I don't know if it's just a, a weird habit or good luck or, or whatever. We're <laughs> in the car. That time of evening on Saturdays, like all the time.
1: All the time.
0: And I can't even tell you how many times we've been in the car and, and you go into your monologue and we just sit in the car. Like <laughs> we, we don't do. go to the store. We don't go into the house. <laughs> Our poor kid's sitting in the back. And we're <laughs> sitting there. We want to hear the rest of the monologue. And recently, you know, you had a one on that was, um, uh, you were kind of talking about uh, your experience with um, tube computer in one of your old old oh, yeah. positions and we yeah. just sat there listening to that and you're talking about robots and and all this but it's kind of about your life but you then sort of twine and it, intertwine it into the now so I mean talk a little bit about that if you could I mean because you're a great storyteller like what what makes you want to share that stuff with the world mm-hmm.
1: uh why not <laughs> well? uh yeah let's see uh (laughs) the first thing is uh yeah i'm sharing my experiences that's really the only thing i can go on uh i i see i see people who have all sorts of opinions about all sorts of things and they don't really have any experience with those things and i see uh people who generalize from one, ex, one piece of experience, and uh, that might not be the right idea either. I've been fortunate in that I've been forced to deal with a number of environments, uh, including uh, with, with automation, including going back to the old standard line with a box of cards day uh and that that was (laughs) my my career spanned from there uh pretty much on to the sort of things we're doing now and uh i see i see a lot of things that i think people are maybe hyper hyper reacting to and i i just try to give my own opinion you know Uh, people look ahead and they see all sorts of things and some of them see them as blessings and some of them see them as curses and I can't I can't talk to the future I can only talk to the past
0: (laughs) I love that I want to I want to pull a quote here from the description of your radio show from WRUU.org if you go to the schedule and you click on Saturday and you scroll down to when the moon sings you can catch the previous 10 episodes but you also can catch um, a little description here and i love this one quote it says quiet and contemplative music that promotes reflection especially that which characterizes nature or the local environment and obviously uh, you know that's a really important part of your life i mean you're with your photography but i mean you know, uh, talk a little bit about that description there, because I, I uh, you know, you kind of mentioned the quiet and contem- contemplative music and sort of that contrast to the noise that is everyone else. But how do you kind of intertwine nature in the local environment, would you say?
1: I think I stumble through them both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my initial idea was to keep it quiet and contemplative. And then I found out an awful lot of that type of music has to do with nature. And a lot of that kind of characterized the feelings I got when I stumbled around with my camera. Uh, so that put the whole thing together. I'm a tremendously big fan of uh, Will Ackerman, who used to own Wyndham Hill Records before that went away, or I think it's still around in somebody else's barn. Uh, and, uh, he wrote a tune called when the moon sings, which, which I love. So, uh, I corporatized it, uh, which, which is another name for stealing, (laughs) uh, for, uh, for the name of my show. And then, uh, Rift, <clears throat> rift on it slightly for uh, the name of the book, but um, the the whole the whole thing behind the pictures really is I was somewhere in my mid 40s and I'd been staring at monitors and pieces of paper under fluorescent lighting for most of my working life, and I decided that. Uh, there was something else worth looking at and recording. And so that's how I started. Mm. And uh, that probably accounts for the total lack of personal imagination and <laughs> the stuff I do. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would say
0: all <laughs> that because there is a conceptual sort of background to it. And I, and I want to talk about about that in a minute here. But before we do that, let me, let me just uh, tie off the the uh, conversation about the the radio show in the book because and i'll just list uh, mention this for our listening audiences that will ackerman is still he's still doing stuff in fact he actually came out he with a record he's and
1: doing it individually though mm-hmm,
0: yeah and but he did come out with a new album actually this year just looking them up on uh, on wikipedia here real quick while we're chatting so how did the book come about? And I will mention, of course, too, that the book's cover is one of your photographs. But how did, yes. the, how did, the, book, uh, how did the book kind of all come together? Like what made you decide to put – I mean, I assume you're kind of writing these monologues. So how did, they, how did you kind of all put that together and decide, I'm going to put this out in printed form?
1: Uh, it was a uh, suggestion – well, every, every now and then uh, some other people besides you guys listen in. <laughs> and uh, some some of them uh, suggested that I take all these things that I say and put them together in a book. And uh, so I decided that I could probably do that. I was able to find uh, a publisher who is a, a friend. That would be Lee Rich. And she agreed to put it out. And so it sounds like i just kind of slapped a bunch of scripts together it doesn't work that way (laughs) i mean you spent a year on it didn't you i mean from what i understand didn't you spend about a year putting working on the book i did from slapping all the scripts together to actually having a printed book took about a year between revisions uh between uh going through a, a series of edits which, you, which you're which you an utter fathead if you do not do. You need to have somebody else take a look at it. And it took us from about January to about November before mm. we had an actual book.
0: That's really cool. And I want to mention here for folks who are interested in, in getting the book that there's a lot of local shops that have it. I mean, of course, you can get it on Amazon, but I, I suggest that folks, if you're interested in it, go to you know, one of the local shops, um, E Shaver a Gallery on Chippewa Square, Friendship Coffee Company. If you're out on the islands, the Irritable Pelican on Tybee. So lots of local places to pick up the book, which is you know, which is great. So let's move into talking about your photography because that's what we got you on the show here for. As much as I love talking about this other stuff, this is my oh okay. Let let's, let for the listening audience who are who are not here to just engage in my personal desires of talking about. My favorite radio show on WRUU. <laughs> let's talk about the. Let's talk about your your artwork and the show, which again I'll mention is called East of Savannah, and it is at Laterra Natural Oils, which is at 1520 Bull Street. So we'll talk about how it happened in a second. But let me read this little um, sort of snippet from your press release of it. Savannah is a port, but the delta of the Savannah River separates the port from the sea. 18 miles of beaches, islands, tidal marshes, and waterways stretch between the city and the ocean. Visitors to Savannah barely notice that land, but it is diverse and frequently beautiful. The collection at La focuses on the interplay of the dawn sun with the sky, sea, and land. Many of the images in the collection resulted from an nearly a year of pre-dawn visits to Delta areas, but especially the beach. And I mentioned this before we started recording the interview formally about how I kind of love the contrast between your radio show, which is specifically mentions the moon, and then this photographic series, which was you getting up really early in the morning. Actually, maybe the moon was still out. So maybe that's where the connection really? is. Yeah, <laughs> um, to watch the sunrise over various you know beautiful landscapes in Savannah and and capture them. So you know, talk about the series and sort of how that m- morphed from being a series that you're just kind of taking photographs of to being a you know something that you wanted to kind of show. How did that all sort of get started?
1: Well, I'm I'm kind of like you in that I spent uh, several years north of here, and especially when we got down here everything I saw seemed unique and beautiful
0: mm.
1: and uh, coming coming closer to the the salt water than I've ever been has been just something I wanted to do and uh, yeah uh, I had just retired and I was in my my retired retired phase which which people get sick of sooner or later believe it or not (laughs) Uh, but during that phase i started to take photographs and then i realized that not only the dawn but the pre-dawn there are such gorgeous colors in it um and again uh my deal isn't to uh uh deal with a photograph and put some of my the stuff that goes on inside my personal head into it. I want people to see what I see. And uh, the colors are so great at that time of day that I can do that with a minimum of manipulation, if any, at all. Uh, so that's how it got started. Um, and of course, I've now reached the age where uh, I wake up early, whether I want to or not. So uh, it gave me something to do with that time. And uh, <laughs> it just all kind of came together. Uh, I, had, I had started to take uh, photographs semi-seriously uh, while we were in Virginia. And this just was a natural extension. And I still love to do it. Uh, I was out at Tybee about 10 days ago for the dawn, got some great shots. It's, it's something I like to do. The other thing is that there are several places east of Savannah, if you will, uh, not just the beach, where, where you can get some gorgeous sunrise shots. I've gotten them off of Coxpur Island I've gotten them uh, uh, further in. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the park now, but but it, it all goes together into to what you see and what you wanna see. Um, I, I don't know if I can explain it any better than that.
0: Well, I wanna ask you a couple questions actually here yes. because first of all, like beyond The photographs themselves, of course, there's also the experience, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you you said when you first moved here, everything was beautiful and unique. I I know exactly what you mean. We've been here for a decade ourselves. And so we, I think we moved here about probably about the same time uh, as you, you've been here about a decade. Am I, am I getting that right?
1: Yeah, we, we got here right at 2011, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Us too. So, so, you know, everything is sort of unique and beautiful, but one of the things I find interesting is that Savannah is not, has it lost that beauty for me. Like this region for me is still, it's still really beautiful. Yes. And so, you know, I think one of the things, I grew up in the DC area and, um, and Gretchen too, and it's like when we lived in the DC area, we hardly ever went to the museums, right? Because <laughs> we lived there. And we sort of like take it for granted. And I almost think in some ways, like as a tourist or somebody who's new or an adult who moves to a new location, You don't take it for granted. You just kind of like, it's your first experience. So I wonder what it was like for you kind of like exploring these areas with that sort of, you're going to laugh at this, but the wisdom of age, you know, kind of like going and exploring a place from that perspective, like, wow, you really truly appreciate it because you've never been here before and everything is new and um, just kind of getting up early and there's nobody around and it's kind of your place to explore on your own as you see fit. (laughs)
1: Well, okay, Uh, let's start from the beginning then. Uh, (laughs) I felt the same way about uh, the the D.C. area for many years. And I did do uh, the things that uh, tourists do, Uh, except I'm talking way before you were born. (laughs) I still do them. Uh, nowadays, if you try to do those things, you're, you just get masses of people trying to do the same thing there. Uh, but uh, I love the CNO Canal in Virginia. I love the CNO Canal in Georgetown. Uh, mm-hmm. I, biked, I biked along from Georgetown to the Kennedy Center and back, did all sorts of things like that. Bike down to Mount Vernon, all great stuff. Uh, now I'm not sure you can do any of that because there are just too many people. And so uh, coming to Savannah was not only, you know, new and beautiful, but it opened up all these things to me again. Mm-hmm. And and that was really something special for me. And yes, Savannah still is beautiful. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I I hope I hope we retain that. I, I, I yeah. Do. um I I would love I would love to see uh, a, a healthy savannah in the sense of a savanna that can support its population decently. Uh but that doesn't mean overgrowing with uh townhouses and twelve story buildings and stuff like that. Uh and yes, I enjoy it. As far as the wisdom of age, uh, it means kind of that I have to focus on one thing at a time, because if I don't, my brain starts dribbling out my ears. Uh, (laughs) If that constitutes wisdom, uh, you've got me.
0: Uh, i knew that that one would be hard for you to um not not uh make a joke at for me but i <laughs> i figured I'd throw it out there anyway you know i want to kind of mention something here too which i think you know we're, we're talking about this and you mentioned that you know you're try not to inject too much of yourself into the images you're trying to just share you know what you saw and you know the, the images are not manipulated they're they're straight up images of the things that you've that you've taken but one thing that you do a little bit of is through your titling. Uh, you, you offer a little bit, I, I kind of think of a little bit of humor. There's a couple of, of images that you to over promo images, for example, one stinking plant, uh, you've got <laughs> uh, another one on no cigar. And it, it's got a, uh, a, 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 I believe it's a pelican floating on the water that doesn't right. get, you know, doesn't get uh, hit by the wave. So there's a little bit of humor there. And I wonder if like, it's almost like we're being invited into this sort of inside joke. Like you're out there. I just kind of imagine like you're out there. Nobody else is out there. You're taking photos and you find something funny or interesting. And you're kind of trying to tell us that story again. Am I onto something here or am I just, uh, or, or not?
1: You're dead straight on it, Rob. Some people find uh, that lay, uh, that uh, humor to have only one leg, but that's all right. Uh, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> no, that is part of it. Um, as much as I can present of what I see, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. If I can do it with pictures, with a little bit of text with it, that's, that's pleasing to me.
0: Yeah, that's nice, and they're they're really. I mean, obviously, they're beautiful photographs, and I mean, I hope. I, I mean, I hope it kind of inspires people to go out and explore Savannah to an extent, because I think that there is, and the the I should say east of Savannah, east of Savannah, because I think that there's um, a lot of beauty there and, and a lot of things to explore. And, and your images that are at the exhibition again, east of Savannah at Laterra Natural Oils, and those it goes up through it's through the end of um of August. Am I right about that? That's correct.
1: Yeah. I, I don't want to uh, to leave out the city entirely. Uh, the city of Savannah is kind of magnificent too. Uh, I've taken several uh, crummy photographs of Fo- Factors Walk and a couple of other things, but maybe I'll get lucky one of these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I totally agree. I think Savannah is a beautiful city, you know, and, and there are these little moments that... We were driving. We went to this little vegan pop up lunch thing this weekend, and we were driving back, and and we were coming up Bay Street um, from where the pop up was, and the sun was positioned just right that it was just gleaming off of the golden gold dome of the of City Hall, and it was and just, just really pretty beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, it was just really beautiful, and like I find myself in the city. No, having lots of those little moments you know here and there yeah, you know.
1: again uh right around dawn is a great time to see in town too well pt we're gonna wrap up here but I, I wanted
0: to um ask you i i mean i don't know if you're a big social media guy but if people are interested in learning more about you and your work is there a way for people to sort of catch on catch on to what you're up to on a more daily basis other than the radio show which i'll which i'll mention here again at the end
1: uh no <laughs> <laughs> all right well but then you, e- have to, you have to stick i have a facebook page called when the moon sings right and i ditch all my bizarre thinking and leaning there uh mostly it's the scripts for the radio show and the playlists and so forth but sometimes it's it's photographs and in the marketing uh for the show the ones for when the moon sings are generally my photographs
0: yeah and again that that you can also check out when the moon sings on saturdays live on wruu and that's 107.5 fm in savannah or WRUU.org, wherever you are, if you're outside of signal range, um, you can also catch that there from five to six on Saturdays. And you can also ca- catch, as I said earlier, the previous 10 episodes at WRUU.org. Just click on the schedule and then go on over to Saturday and scroll on down to when the moon sings, and you can catch those there. And I want to mention one last time here the book, The Moon and I Confer, is P.T. Bridgeport's book of of writings um that accompany his his show the scripts from his show and of course it has the cover image was shot by him as well and you can find that locally at eShaver, gallery on chippewa square friendship coffee company irritable pelican on tybee and if you must you can also find it on amazon but i hope that you'll look at one of the local places and east of savannah at Laterra natural o- oils at 1520, Bull Street goes through the end of August. PT, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and, and sharing yeah. your thoughts and, and uh, sharing us all the details of what you got going on with your photos and your writings and your uh, radio show.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I love talking about this. Uh, it gives me a chance to uh, get other opinions, if nothing else.
0: That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM Savannah Soundings and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU Station Archives on our website as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week where we'll have another batch of art on the air.
1: when when you when you really have a passion for something it's it's absolutely wonderful to share it with people
0: i mean why don't you say that while we're in the interview i'm going to i'm just pulling that quote i'm going to put it somewhere in there oh.